Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Ladies and gentlemen, this is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. And the reason why I'm stuttering the ma-ma-ma-ma is because Miami is on the map, ladies and gentlemen. Which map? The map of relevance, my friend. I thought it was the map of success because they are beating all of the expectations that were set on them, sir. Yes, sir. And when we say Miami, we're talking about a bunch of different teams. What a week for Miami it's been from football to basketball to even baseball, ladies and gentlemen. We are very happy for that. Unfortunately, we also have some not sport-related news that are not as positive. But um, overall, yeah, man, sports, a little bit of COVID talk, a little bit of Trump talk, and a little bit of pop culture to end off the show. And uh, as always, we are excited to bring it to you here on Sirius XM Radio. Slam Radio. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is once again knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning. Enjoy. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold down. Did you take steroids? What? How can I but do all would... of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. Hey, platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Three, two, one. Oh, wait, we started already. What's up, Jonathan? How are you? Hey, how's it going, pal? Uh, just here doing a radio show on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Slam Radio. Sirius XM. But you will know that if you're listening to us, right? You would think that they would know that this is Channel 145, but just say that you stumbled across the show on this beautiful format. This beautiful platform. Then you should tie your shoelaces if you stumble. Don't don't be stumbling out here, sir. Ladies, welcome, welcome, one and all, to once again knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. A podcast brought to you by love, and smiles, and happiness, and butterflies. But enough of that talk, ladies and gentlemen. It 
is time to talk about Miami. Raul, what a week for sports, huh? Specifically here in Miami. Well, it's a little hot in here, and I don't mean the air conditioning. Want to know what I'm talking about? What are you talking about, Raul? I'm talking about the Miami Heat, my favorite basketball team, your favorite basketball team, and maybe your neighbors, depending if they're winning. Uh, yes, yes, and yes. For those that don't know, the Miami Heat have officially stamped their name onto the NBA Finals against the LeBron James, the Los Lakers. Angeles. LeBron James, ladies and gentlemen. We beat the Boston Celtics. Fun series that was. I was sweating. Were you sweating? I, well, man, I don't need a sweat to watch a basketball game. But uh, yeah, I know. I was definitely sweating. And hey, what a team to, what a path that we've taken here. First, we beat the Pacers. And then swept. I'm sorry. sorry. You're right. Sorry, man. I left my, I left my mop and broom at home. My mistake. But uh, so we swept the Pacers. We beat the Bucks in five. And then we beat the Celtics in six. So I guess to continue the trend, I guess we're going to beat the Lakers in seven, huh? Right. No, for sure. Absolutely, man. I, I definitely was sweating after Boston won their second game. I was um, very worried. I thought that that was a really big win on them. They had all the momentum shifted. But um, the Miami Heat have their exposure, man. What team do you think had more to lose Within that game, yes, we get it. We're up 3-2, but do you think if the Celtics won that they would have gained that momentum to take the series? Against the Miami Heat? Yeah, I... I thought they did. Look, man, if the Celtics would have won that game, I think that they might have won the whole series. If they would have won game six, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're going into game seven, man. Yeah. No, but... Going back to Eric Spolstra, I, I had the full... I had full confidence, even though I was sweating. Once again, perspiring. Um, after that second, the, the the loss that we had, the second um, the second loss that we had against Boston, um, but of course they're supposed to sat everybody down, and we have the personnel to bounce back from a win now more than ever since our friend LeBron left the Miami Heat. Well, yeah. Well, word. This is the best ball that we've played since that moment. That's obvious. Now, what has been the biggest shock to you throughout this run? The efficiency um, that we show after we lose the game. We have yet to lose back-to-back games this postseason. Yeah. We know how to regroup as a team. We have the coaches to do it. We have the organizations to do it. But most importantly, in my opinion, we have the personnel to do it. The Whoa. players. Jimmy Butler leading the way. Telling these young guys and telling all the, uh, you know. And on top of that, you have Andre Iguodala that has been there before over and over and Six over. Six straight there. finals now. You know what I'm saying? So, and and Andre Iguodala has, he's been on teams that have had their back against the wall too. So, that combination of, of the experience and the determination is what cultivated this, this triumph and winning that we see the Miami Heat doing right now. And that's why even when people are like, oh, but you're not going to beat the Lakers, I laugh because they said the same people that say that are the same people that said we weren't going to beat Boston. And before that, it was Milwaukee. And even before that, people questioned us against Indiana. Not as much, but they still But they did because of TJ Warren. Best best player in the bubble. Within the bubble. Hey, if you count just those last eight games isolated, yeah, he was the best player within the bubble at that point. But wow, what the Heat have done they have broken whatever standards whatever whatever expectations that they've had they've been broken and what i love is it doesn't take a star because you made a great point with jimmy that's a leader no one's gonna question that but it doesn't mean that that's the highest score within every game as where you find a lakers team that's led by lebron there's that expectation there's a you know 
there's levels right. here it's whoever shows up look like my biggest shock has been the rookie Tyler Hero come on 13th pick who would have thought I wouldn't have thought I didn't but this guy's been balling and then to quote Paul Pierce if you want to be a bucket you need a you need to average 20 and then to quote Mr. Hero I just averaged 20 within the Eastern Conference Finals. How do you feel about yourself? Like a, like a bucket. Like a bucket. Like a bucket. Shout out to Tyler Hero, Youngblood. And thank God that man is not in Miami. Want to know why? They would want him all. Take him out for a drink. But he can't. Can't even drink. Guy can't even drink. Guy can't even buy a pack of cigarettes. Incredible. Young man is 20 years old on the brisk of greatness. Just say they make it. All the way. They win the chip. And and that man, Tyler Hill, would be the MVP of the finals. Wanna who was the last rookie t- that was the finals MVP? Who? You might have heard of him. Maybe in passing. I don't know. Some guy there. His name's Magic Johnson. He did about 40 years ago. Oh, Magic Johnson? We yeah. Just got, we, I just got off the phone with him. A couple Not the years. wizard. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He shoots the rock. Pass, Sometimes, I guess, he rock. passes it. He, you know, you might find him in a video game here and there. Lakers Hall of Fame, the NBA Hall of Fame, greatest player of all time, five-time champion. You might have heard of him. Yeah. And those are the footsteps that Tyler Hero is is not expected, but he has elevated himself to those levels, and which is, is so incredible to me. Right. To an extent, though. To an extent, I'm very I'm very pleased with the style of play, um, and and uh, for a lot. Uh, I mean, granted, to be that young, first year in the uh, NBA, to be doing what he's doing is very it's it's crazy to watch um but to bring everybody back down to earth for one second and once again i say this as a heat fan as a huge tyler hero fan and as a miamian that follows these guys pretty closely um i don't think that tyler hero would have been able to do this if it wasn't for the bubble that's just me i i don't i think that it's a possibility that he could have done it but the fact that there's no fans the fact that the true pressure of clutch shots from outside noise, from your hometown, from your, the away town is a key element into why he's so cool and calm and collective throughout all these games, especially the one where he dropped, what, 37 points? In one game, yeah. So I think that, like how you're saying, if it, if it does that, even if even if we don't win the chip, he's still going to be looked at as like someone that is is has the potential to be a superstar. But for me, the true test is going to be next season when there are fans in the building and when you have the pressure of the the of the audience of the fans yelling in your face all that you know what i'm saying like it's it's different it's yeah. different now and and yeah. a lot of people even at the beginning of the season were uh, before the bubble i mean we're talking about how oh but whoever wins a chip it's not going to be the same because the style of play i think that conversation's over i think that some of the some of the best basketball that has been that has been shown through the nba bubble can surpass some of the basketball that we've seen in the last couple of years for sure i for i sure. i think that this has been some very exciting basketball some great team basketball and some true colors have been shown now but with that being said the fact that it is a bubble does give the chance to elevate players like Tyler Hero to do what he's doing, which is score and not have to worry about the key, the key thing, outside noise. noise. He doesn't have to go and and have any outside noise from from the, from being inside the arena in the actual game and even outside. 
Think about what that does to you when you go home and you start talking to a bunch of other people physically, like, you know, hey, you're a bucket now. You're a bucket. It starts getting into your head. These guys go, these guys after this game, they're all amongst each other. See, normally that's something that I would agree with you on, but this is the thing. Let's look at the Lakers. You have LeBron. Nine out of the last 10 finals, he's been there. This is the GOAT on within some some circles. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. And yet the Heat and the Lakers throughout the playoffs have the same exact record. Okay. Do you think that that would happen without the bubble? Uh, the the Lakers would have gone to the, yeah the Lakers would have gone to the finals with bubble no the but bubble. what I'm asking is do you think that the Heat and Lakers would have the same record outside of the bubble within the playoffs no that's what I'm saying I think that if if it wasn't in the bubble I don't think that the Miami Heat would have been able to do the things that they've been doing okay specifically Tyler Hero you know what I'm saying like I, and the reason why Tyler Hero is so important is because he's he, a lot of those sh- I mean I saw a stat somewhere where um, Jimmy Butler holds 39 points most by any uh, NBA, any player right now within the bubble, within the playoffs, within the clutch time, which is the last five minutes. The last five game. minutes, he has thirty nine points, yeah. and and Tyler Hero's there at number two with six three pointers. So, you know, and and a lot of players say it too that it's a different element. And then you even think about other other sports, like in football. I was watching the Ben Roethlisberger talk about it, that. It was just oh oh, it was it was weird. Like it had its pros and cons, and I could, and I think that that, re- that resonates in basketball too, especially when you're so close to the fans. Like yeah. that, that with that, I could, I take football completely off the table because you're far distance from fans, let alone that you have personnel in between. Yeah. But with basketball, the, the the, I mean, come on, you you saw it with Dwayne Wade when that iconic standing on on the booth where the, these guys report the game and just let the 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 arena know that this is my town. Yeah, you know, like that relationship you have with the fans, it's it's a it's something that, and granted that it could also elevate your game when you're when you're the arena's chanting your name, you have the ball, time's winding down, but imagine now you're in you're the you're playing as the as the away team and you have all these people just booing you and all this comes into play like, like I said, no disrespect towards Tyler Hero, I think if everything goes the way that I would want it to and we win and Tyler Hero you know gets recognized the way that he should. Next season is a true test. Granted, and for any rookie that does great their first year, your sophomore season is always, I mean, the term sophomore slump exists for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, um, so yeah, goodbye, Boston. And, man, I'm so happy that it was Boston that we beat. Granted that, not saying that I, I don't dislike the players on that team, but I just don't like any Boston organization. Really? Like at all? With any sports? The Bruins. Vete para Vete. Vete. Whatever. The Boston Bruins, I don't like. I don't like the Celtics. I don't like I dear God do not like the Patriots. Do you like the Red Sox? I don't like the Red Sox. I like the Miami Marlins. So yeah, man. What a great way to and bro, you just think about when LeBron James was here, the pathway to the finals was was usually through Boston. Well shout out to Paul Pierce. <laughs> shout out to Paul Pierce. Uh but but I don't know. I think look, man, I'm excited for what's to come. And yeah, the points that you made are valid in my opinion, but let's just take it for what it is at face value. We have this young stud. We have this team coming together of pieces that no one would have expected. I didn't expect Goran Dragic to be the player that he's playing right now. You know, he only started like three regular season games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a, what a, what a turn of events. No, for that Andre guy. Yeah. This guy here is making point. Look. 
this last game, he made 15 points. That's the most he's made all season. Mind yeah. you, he missed half the season. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Jay Crowder that we picked up halfway through. We have all these pieces that are coming together. And you just see, look, that's Coach Spo all the way. But you see the fingerprints of Pat Riley through there. Everywhere. And that experience, come on, this guy has six decades of championship experience. 1972 wins a chip with the Knicks throughout the 80s with the Lakers. He makes it to the finals with the with the Knicks throughout the 90s. 2000s, steps down as president to become the coach of the Heat throughout that 06 season, wins it with them because the coach in place at that time was not getting it done. What does he do to start the new decade in 2010? He gets the Heatles ready. Four finals chips straight, two chips. Incredible. And now, how do you ring in this new decade? You get this ragtag group of, of just overachievers. You have Tyler Hero, 13 pick. Jimmy, Jimmy that boy Jimmy was Jim, the 30th pick. Duncan Robinson wasn't even drafted. Drake Crowder, second round. You have all these guys who were not supposed to achieve the level that they're achieving right now, and they're doing it. This is very true. Jimmy Butler didn't even have a D1 offer coming out of high school, dude. Man. That's crazy. These guys are all just overachieving. All play- Bam said it best. We all, where everybody here is playing with a chip on their shoulder. And they should. And I'm so proud of them. And I'm so happy to be a Miami sports fan right now. Yeah, man. It's the truth, bro. Now, do you think with all that, that, that overpowers the focus that LeBron has to win a chip? The mission that that man's on? If I speak as a fan? Yeah. As I speak as an analyst? No. That's a king. No, that's the king. He is playing with a chip on his shoulder. He is playing with the spirit of Kobe. LeBron and AD are the best duo in the whole NBA, in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, But LeBron James, you would think that this has a little extra meaning in the sense of beating the Heat. And from an interview that I was reading, he, it's absolutely not, quote-unquote, is what the, the king has said. It's it to, to quote my friend LeBron James, absolutely not. It's no extra meaning to winning a championship, no matter who you're playing against. It's already hard enough to even reach the finals to be in this position. If you're able to become victorious out of the finals, it doesn't matter who it's against. I'm just happy that I'm here with the opportunity. I, I read all this, and I don't buy it. I, I think now I don't think that he's still salty with some of the people, maybe even Pat Riley, because I know that Pat Riley, he Pat Riley and him. I would say that Pat Riley is more salty than him. Pat Riley was super hot when this guy left. And I'm sure Pat Riley was one of the many that voiced out to LeBron saying, You're making the biggest, the biggest, you're gonna make the worst decision of your life by leaving. A lot of people told him that. People that he built very close ties with told him that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he took that, and I'm not saying that. He's using that as fuel to beat the Heat because he's not. He used that as fuel to win his chip in Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. For sure. His fuel here is the fact that he's wearing a Lakers uniform. Close personal friend, Kobe Bryant, passes away this year, tragically. And let alone that he still has something to prove in the GOAT conversation. I don't even know what conversation there is left. In the last 10 years, he's been in the NBA Finals nine times. And one year that he wasn't, he couldn't even play. That man was injured majority of the season. But whatever. You still think Michael Jordan's better. Good for you, bro. Cool. Go keep on watching 80s basketball. I'm watching today's basketball. Stella plays a lot faster. These guys score a lot of points, bro. I don't want to hear it. I think, yeah, man, that's where I'm at, too. I think LeBron's a GOAT. Whatever people want to say, I think he is. 
due to the consistency that he's done it with as well and the teams that he's dragged to those finals as well. Let's go to his first, the first finals that LeBron ever went to. Let's, let's go back in time, audience. It's 2007. We have a very young 23-year-old LeBron, fourth year within the NBA. And the supporting cast, Mo Williams, Hegauskas, Anderson Vergeau. And he carried that team to the finals against a prime Tim Duncan, a prime Manny Ginobili, and a prime Tony Parker. Yeah, man. Got swept. It's like, you know what it is to me, the, the, the hypocrisy, when the same people that think that Michael Jordan is the GOAT are the same ones that quote him when they say you're gonna, you're, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, you know? And the reason why Michael Jordan is the best is because he's never lost the finals. Well, dude, I'm an I'm a huge avid believer that there's beauty in failure. And the only way that you reach success is through failure. Granted that Michael Jordan failed prior, you know what I'm saying? And well, it's Michael Jordan, bro. That guy didn't lose. I get it. Jesus, you know? But man, come on. This guy learned from his mistakes, from his fa- from his past attempts, from his failures, and look at what he's done since, bro. That was you're talking. We're talking about 2007, and man, not saying that no one counted him out, but I don't think anybody expected this to be the outcome from 2007, almost 13 years ago. Well, let's well, let's go ahead a few years, three years later, first year with the Heatles. About what? That's about ten years ago. Ten years ago, yes. About ten years ago. First year, not three, not four, not five. They make it all the way, and then they lose. They have a 2-0 lead, and then they lose four straight to the Mavericks. What does Dwayne Wade say right after that game to our good friend LeBron James? Hey, we can't do this. This is your team. I'm going to teach you how to win. And then what did they do the very next season? They won. They went on the longest streak straight of 27 games within the modern era. There's only one team to go farther, and that was in 1977 by three games. And then they won that chip. And then what did they do the very next year? They did it again. And they almost did it again the very next year. But they didn't against the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard winning the winning his first finals MVP, Tim Duncan retiring, Manu and Tony Parker still there as well. So then he goes back home. What does he do two years later against the best season team of all time? 73 and 9. He wins. Down 3-1. Kyrie. That guy's injured. You have Kevin Love. You have Matthew De La Dova. Great. And then what did he do the next season after winning? He drags these guys back. Yeah. And he dragged them back again. And then he left to the Lakers. He got injured. And then what did he do the season after that? Here we are. The finals. The man is, he's flirting with the nightly triple-double, 26.7 points, 10.3 rebounds, and 8.9 assists at that man's age. He's 34 years old, bro. Come on. Incredible. Come on. So let's talk about who has the edge on certain key positions here. So we have 
Goran Dragic, and we t- speak very highly about him now. We're very big fans over here. But LeBron James takes the edge. The The Lakers have the edge. Yeah, is the, he the point guard? Yeah. He's the primary point guard Incredible. Of, the, of the Lakers. Incredible. Now, now, guys, that doesn't mean that Dragic's going to be covering uh, LeBron James. Just so. Just I hope sure, not. <laughs> just to make sure that everybody's on page. But we're talking about who is handling the basketball, primarily at the point guard position. I think that's gonna that's close. I think that Dragic's gonna come out to play as well, but it's LeBron James. Come on. Yeah. And then from the shooting guard position, we want to say that the edge could possibly be even. Shout out to the boys at Bleacher Report for coming out with a great article, by the way. Well, right now, I don't think it's even with the stats. What's a what's a starter for the Lakers in shooting guard? So over 63% of Caldwell Pope's playoff shots have been threes, and he's been splashing them at But is he a starter? Yeah, he's not or is it green? It's Caldwell Pope at the shooting guard. Position. Very interesting. Okay. So his career connection was at 34.9%. Shows that he's over his head, but he's cleared 38% from the distance. So I guess what they're meaning by that is that he's not used to shooting that well. Yeah. It's just right now. No, he has not shot that well the last five years he's been with the Lakers. And now we go over to Duncan Robinson. With nearly 89% of Robinson's postseason looks, they have come from long range. And he found the mark on 40%. He took 88.2% of his regular season shots from distance, too. And he drilled 44% of them. The guy, the guy has one of the quickest releases right now in the in the NBA. It's it's lightning quick. Robinson's the better shooter. Caldwell Pope is the more diverse skill set. Sure. You know? Fair. But once again, it goes back to playing with the chip on your shoulder. Duncan Robinson wants to win. That man wants to win badly. I met that guy. Very nice guy. He wants to win. Where'd you meet him? I met him at Dave and Buster's the day after Trey Young came out and so ignorantly said game as to where Duncan Robinson and his abilities and with the Miami Heat came back within the last five minutes. And I want to say the, the Hawks, you remember this game, right? The Hawks were up by like yes, 12. Yes, I do. I sure do. They were up by like 12 with five and minutes game. left. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's like game. game. And we came back and we won. Wow. I met, I met uh, Duncan Robinson for the first time after that. The very next day? The very next day. Wow. Yeah, well, and we and we spoke briefly about the mindset and the 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 mindset within the players on how they feel when like I'm like, was there any loss of hope? And and he was like, nah. There was still five minutes left, dude. This guy just got way too happy. He didn't realize who he was playing. He didn't even know where he was standing. And wow. it's okay. But we want to win, and we know that until there's zeros on that clock, we're not gonna stop fighting. Yes, we do. That's a heat culture. Yeah, man. So let's jump on over to small forward. Jimmy Buckets versus? It might it might be the matchup of the night, which goes back to LeBron versus Jimmy, which would be an interesting yeah. conversation. Rondo will probably start as a point guard, but I see LeBron running the ball more. But I but that's that's what that's what it's gonna come down to, especially in the fourth quarter. It's gonna be Jimmy Butler on LeBron. Of course. Bam out of bio on uh, on Anthony Davis. But let's talk about specifically that small forward position. It'd be Butler versus Danny Green. Which is a comfortable win, if I would say the least. Danny Green's been... I, I haven't really heard too much of him. I've heard people talk a lot. Of, no, well, that's been horrendous. That man's shooting about 30% on threes, which is his specialty throughout throughout the bubble. You might even think that LeBron might even call, call the big man himself, the Adam Silver, about, hey, Danny Green's been outside of his room. Got to test him. Got to make sure he's okay. Something. Something we got to get rid of this guy because he's been a setback. Yeah, I mean, he dropped from 
he's shooting at 36.7, which is a drop from 45.5 from last season. This field goal shooting has has flatlined in postseason at 35%. This guy's still starting. So unless LeBron James sets this guy straight or something, bro, he's not looking too hot I'm right telling now. We you, have the advantage. That's a text to Adam Silver. He's going to get rid of him. You think so? I think so. If you're not showing up when you play with the king, yeah, you take a walk. True. This is very true. Um, now we're going to go over to the power forward position where Anthony Davis is. I mean, they have the edge. Lakers have the edge. Anthony Davis, I don't care who's covering him. Bam Adebayo or, or Jay Crowder, which by the I way. I feel like it might be Jay Crowder there. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder at the four makes sense. He plays He plays great defense, but this guy, Anthony Davis, is just playing on it. Well, look, the Lakers have level. the best duo within a league. That's not an argument. Is that a first statement? Yeah, man. Just the Heat have the best all-around team in my opinion like i definitely trust our bench more than the lakers bench but if it comes down to duos and stars we don't have a comparison no for sure yeah yeah so crowder you could put bam you could put crowder you could put louder you could put whatever you want that man ad is going to get his buckets yeah straight up and that's where they have the edge. And then lastly, at the center position, it's, you know, the Lakers have their Javon McGee-Dwight Howard combo right now. Um, Dwight Howard, key role into getting the job done quick and easy down in uh, down when they were playing uh, Denver. And it worked. Now, I think that you're, it's not gonna, we're not the same team as Denver, obviously. Obviously. Um, I think Denver was a little, I mean, not to, not to throw shade or anything, but... Once you shut down Jamal Murray, bro, and you get physical with Jokic, they couldn't really throw the ball anywhere else. Consistently. That was it. Consistently. That and was it. Guess what, bro? LeBron James is the GOAT because he was able to do it. Kawhi Leonard, bro, the claw himself, could not do it. Instead, got his ankles taken away from him, probably for the remainder of the offseason, and won't get him back to training camp. On that game seven, wasn't clutch. Couldn't play defense, couldn't shoot the ball. Yeah. LeBron James... Single-handedly, bro, took this guy down. Like, got on him and made this guy's life a living. And he chose to because that was the that was a person he wanted to cover too. He you? chose to take on the big man of that team. No pun intended. But Murray was that guy for that team within this run. Yeah, is that a first statement? No, yeah, absolutely. And LeBron wanted him, and then to go back to Leonard, I think it's a mindset thing. When the Clippers. W- just made it to the playoffs. Whenever they clinched their spot, they had confetti. They were celebrating, popping champagne. The Lakers with LeBron made it to the finals. One what he did, he sat in the middle of the court, basically in fetal position, ready for the next challenge because he knew the mission was a finish. There's levels to this, and he showed that. Why? Why, if you have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the team that you have as the Clippers, what are you celebrating by just making the playoffs? Yep. Why would you show that to your opponent that that's what satisfies you? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. And then lastly, from the whole, the coach position, I you already know where we stand. Eric Spoelstra, Spo knows that man. Throw, throw. Who, who's the guy coaching over there? Frank Vogel, yeah. former coach of the Orlando Magic. Before that, we had some great battles with him with the Heatles, with the uh, Indiana Pacers. What a time, ladies and gentlemen! What a what time! A time to be alive. And we are looking forward to it. We're look, I'm super excited for these finals. I cannot wait. And what are you most? What are you mostly excited to look forward to for these finals? 
to see Tyler Hero become the next rookie finals MVP in the last 40 years. Well, Raul, that would be very, very, very unexpected, but I'm urging for it to happen. But you know what else is unexpected? The Miami Marlins making the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. What do you mean? I mean, I don't think I could say that any, uh, I mean, how, you want me to 17 years? I don't believe you. No way. The Miami Marlins are back in the playoffs for the first time since 2003. The, Mar the Marlins are looking to put themselves on the map, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to keep this brief and short because I don't want to, I don't want to um, jinx these guys. You know, the Marlins got a good thing going for them. Um, they have blown away all expectations for them. And we're not going to mention the fact that the last time that they made the playoffs was through a wild card, which is very similar to what's happening now, let alone that they ended up winning a, um, a World Series the last time they made the, the playoffs. The whole thing, yeah. yeah. all of it. And before that, same thing. But we're not going to talk about it. We're super excited about that. Check them out. They will be playing the Cubs um, Wednesday, September 30th. So check it out, check it out, check it out. Awesome. And now we're going to move on to another unexpected win. Once again, Miami's just catching W's all week, dog. That's what's going on. And in, in this dub that we're talking about right here, the Miami Dolphins, bro. The battle of the facial hairs. Ryan Fitzpatrick dominated, nearly going perfect. Um, I was about to say shooting, but throwing 18 for 20. The man missed two passes, man. Wait, wait why do you say the battle of the mustaches? Who did we face? The Jacksonville mustaches. Against Gardner? Menchu. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The guy, the guy with the, with what do you think staff. about him? Uh, I mean, I want him to be great. I always root for uh, young players coming into the, uh, want to who he reminds me of who a uh, young Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the comparison. Yeah, man. Hey, Ryan, look, that's not our guy. That is not Tua. but Hey, we got to give that man his props. He's been holding the place down Yeah, man. for the better or worse. Ryan Fitzpatrick has won at life. Is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Father time for the NFL, my friends. That gets me, Madoff's, yo, man, he's been almost 80 mil throughout his whole career. You can't call him a loser. He's been with the Dolphins the last few seasons, and I'm so excited for the time of Tua. But you go, Ryan. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that first win of the season. Yeah, he once again he he was 18 for 20, man, 160 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He also got it done on his feet with seven carries for 38 yards, wow. and a, uh, so he had three touchdowns all day. This guy ran in the touchdown as well, man. So, and that guy's old. And to quote my friend um, Minshaw, you got you got to respect your elders, even if they're very very elderly. Well, li listen, young buck, you just got shown out on national television, Thursday night football. So I hope you could sit down and think about the mistakes the next time you go and disrespect your elders, sir. Sure. And then now to go with some elders that are winning, but just not on our side. I'm sure that you guys have heard this. But if not, Donald J. Trump, the great, the quote unquote great leader of the free world, his taxes got leaked this week. Tell me more. So 10 of the previous 15 years, he did not pay taxes. And then the year that he was elected, he paid a total of $750. And then his first year, he paid $750 as well. $750,000? No, $750. Kind of less than two months of my car payment. Wow. Yes. Or compared to the average American, uh, 
about, I don't know, the average American pays $9,200 on average. He pays $750, so about 8%. Or uh, if you want to talk about the mistresses, uh, he paid them a hundred. Well, her, sorry, Stormy Daniels specifically, a hundred seventy-three times more than what he paid in taxes over fifteen years. Man, so it makes you think: Is that a hookup? Like, do I get that hookup? Who do I talk to? Because tax evasion is not the same as tax avoidance, quote unquote, to some accountants or defendants of the Trump administration, which blows my mind personally why is the issue how the information got out or what excuses against this is a person that's been the leader of our country quote unquote but making sure that that's okay hey look man if you and i were to do that we would be done huh I mean, dude, you're talking about someone that's that's portraying to be a businessman who takes in hundreds of millions of dollars a year, yet racks up chronic losses that he, aggr he aggressively employs to avoid paying taxes. Taxes, man. Taxes that help social workers, that help fund the, your 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 firefighters and your police officers, your schools. Your bridges, your streets, your dude, sidewalk, like, your teachers. And that's one, what, what grinds my gears is that that's the president of the United States, the person that's supposed to make decisions for the betterment of people. And you're telling me that he's not even doing that while he's doing his taxes? Well, it makes you think of why he, why he makes the decisions he makes as the president, dude. This is worse than not doing that. This is consciously avoiding what the american people deserve come yeah. on this is ridiculous and yet there are people who will defend this why is it that the average american pays tw nearly 12 times that then i don't mean your doctors i don't mean your scientists i mean your bartenders your waiters your janitors this is blasphemy then it's okay but uh, but and then he pays his mistress 173 times more and that's laughed at and that's okay and that's justified i don't understand i don't understand how do we let this slide and how do we let this happen meanwhile he has these people that were elected as a state governors that are his, basically his puppets which Let's look at Florida, the state that we live in, the state that we care so much about, that we're from. Yeah, from one day to the next, everything's opening up. From one day within the next, we went from being very behind to let's rock and roll and let's open up. And look, I'm not going to say, oh, that's the worst thing ever because it's not. People are going to be able to pay their rent and keep their homes because of this. I'm not going to be one-sided. But don't you find it crazy how it goes from one day to another? If it was this easy, why didn't it happen before? Yeah. Why couldn't we move forward at gradual steps before? Instead, we go from one day to another. And I don't understand because then we have these fixed numbers. Within the county, we have 620 new cases and 15 new deaths. Then you go to the whole state. You have... Uh, 3,600 new cases and 170 deaths, which it doesn't reach a 5% toll, which I'm surprised that there has to be a standard of deaths, but that's not the case here. That's not what we're talking about. But that doesn't reach a 5%, but still, those are, those are some very big numbers when the last two days, right before that, it's single-digit deaths. That's a very big jump. Yeah. 
And then also think about the lack of testing that we have within schools, counties, and work. Yeah, I mean, some counties are rock and rolling with school now. And, and, and I mean, we're looking at an article that's talking about as soon as Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then with the state, it makes you think. They go from one day within the next. Bars are open. Restaurants are 100 capacity. If you get a mask, citation, it doesn't matter. But here's the thing. It does. Because that is very vague wording. For example, in Miami-Dade County, yes, if you get a fine for a mask, you don't have to pay it today. But it doesn't mean it's gone. It just means it's suspended. Understand the difference. But that is not the wording used in the words of Governor DeSantis. Yeah. Come on. Like, we have to be on the same page. And it's then I feel like that's a puppet, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's the information is coming out very broad. Like, statements that are getting made are very broad. I mean, hey, I could tell you from firsthand experience. I just worked this past weekend in, in my restaurant, Dave & Buster's, the restaurant that I work for, right? Which is, for those that have gone, it's a very big restaurant. Usually big parties go there. But it's very closed, no windows, and indoors. Right. So the reason why I'm comparing the two is because this lack of information or the information that's coming out being so broad, just saying all this doesn't mean that it's it's in full effect. So let me just give you a small example. There were multiple times where I had to tell people that I cannot have more than six people at a table. If you, if you had a party more than six, then it'd have to be tables next to each other, right? Some people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just six, right? And then, oh, their cousin pulls up with their girlfriend or this extra person brings someone else. So now we're talking about seven to eight, nine people, right? So now right. it's a problem. So then I, go, I have to go back up to the table and be like, hey, um, I had already mentioned it to you. Granted, that's me doing my job. I already mentioned yeah. it to you that due to the mandating because of coronavirus, I can only have six people at a table. You know, and and it, and I could get why people get annoyed by this. And, you know, they'll be like, oh, OK, my bad, my bad. They'll just be playing games. And then once again, I look over and there's eight people at a table. And now my managers are coming down to me. What are you doing, Jonathan? Why are there more than six people at a table? Why aren't you doing your job? So then I go and I have to tell them once again, very common collective, but a little bit more demanding. Hey, guys, I don't know what to tell you. I told you a couple of times. If it's more than six people at a table, I'd be happy to relocate you on the other side of the restaurant. Granted that they wanted to sit in the game room. Where all the actions at? They don't want to move anywhere else. Right. So you know what their response is? Oh, but why? Why does it have to be? Why is it only up to six? That's very inconvenient. Because you make up the rules as you go, Jonathan. The man said, why Why is it only up to six? That's very inconvenient. You know what's very inconvenient? Not me not being able to work there for six months. That's inconvenient. You want to give me a tip, bro? Tell me why you think I'm telling you we can only have six people, bro. So the reason why I'm correlating both these things is because people re are listening to all this blasphemy and they're thinking that that's it. Coronavirus is over. And and. And that's exactly what I think is happening. I think that they're just trying to wishy-wash this COVID thing, play it down when, hey, man, we might be wrong in all this. And COVID might not be that serious, but it's serious enough that people are still dying. and still. It's serious enough that people have been dying in six figures. It's serious enough that people have lost their livelihood, have lost their homes. It's that serious. And it's crazy that you said it because I recently went back to an old job. I'm not going to state the job because of what I'm about to say. See, they told us the same thing, except due to what the governor said, if it's 10 people of the same household, it's okay. <laughs> but we're not allowed to, uh, to check people's IDs to make sure that they're in the same household. Wow. That's crazy. Sink dude. that in. That's crazy. Sink that in. 
So that's putting you at risk. Yeah, well, I'm just a number. That's crazy, dude. I'm just a number. It, well, then I don't mean just me. I mean, whichever person went back to work, whichever person is working as a number, you are just a number. And I think that you have to accept that, especially in these times. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it makes you think, what am I really worth even less than just me a number if we can't even follow guidelines, but we can't even understand the guidelines given to us by our leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phase three. Let's go right now. Wow, uh, we did phase two a week ago. Literally, wasn't it like a week between phase two and phase yeah, three? Yeah, literally a week. But you don't even get your. Some people don't even get the results that fast from te from getting going to get tested for COVID. You're gonna make decision within a week, dude. I, I can't see how this is a logical step. But doesn't Trump look like a wizard right now? Right. It's all gonna be over before the election. By the election by the election and then you're here getting gaslighted basically thinking oh i don't have to wear a mask i'm not gonna get fined you will get fined just not today but that's gonna happen they're frozen they're suspended not terminated understand and it goes back to within the restaurants you don't have to be at 50 percent capacity but you kind of do you don't have to like like if you have room to not be at 50 percent if you figure out a way to do more you can but if you don't you can't it's very wishy-washy and it's very fairy tale like this sounds like a very bad disney movie yeah i was reading an article um where the miami herald interviewed the owner of flanagan's i want to say his name is jimmy flannies jimmy flanagan's what a name where he walked into the one that he played on sunday and was kind of scared with how busy it was and and granted like you're you're happy you're making the money but dude this guy was and it's a great it's a great article it's on the memory hero just look up flanagan's or yeah or restaurant owners a lot of restaurant owners are are a little troubled with what's going on with the lack of communication the lack of information and granted that look i'm not going to tell you that and i'm not going to sit here and tell you that people are stupid but a lot of people don't do enough research and once they hear someone say full capacity all this bro people are gonna go out expecting that especially after they've been locked up inside their houses for that long so granted you hear this piece of information you go out and then you have someone to tell you oh um we understand that the governor said this but since it is miami and since we are the hotspot, and since the fact that the governor made this announcement by the way in saint petersburg which in case a lot of you guys didn't know isn't one of the major 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 cities let alone hotspots for covid like, how could you like, you're not going to compare the two, but obviously people are ignorant because they've been stuck inside their house for so long. And I don't blame them, bro. I wouldn't say ignorant, but they're desperate. Yeah, man. They, they are desperate to be told everything's going to be okay. Yeah. To normalize so to much, everything normalized because that's so much easier than the reality of things that we're being gaslighted as a society. People don't, ex people expect this from one day to the next to just be over. And it's not guys. But that's a dream that they've been sold by sources. That is the dream that they have been publicly sold. So you can't blame them when the quote unquote leader of the free nation says that. And he is making it seem visually like it's accurate. I hope he knows something that I don't. I'm not going to sit here and we're not going to sit here and bash this man. But we definitely um, are have a bunch of questions into what's going into play. Granted that we live here, man. This is our home. 
This our is family, our home. Our we family care. lives here. Our loved ones lived here. We want we want what's best for their safety, for our friends, for our family, and our loved ones. So for those that are listening, I really don't want you to get turned off by the fact that we're talking about our president like this. But you must understand that we are two guys that care for our community, let alone that we work in the restaurant industry. So we see stuff like this play out. This is directly affecting us. And you have to make a stand. And luckily, we have the platform to be able and vent this out to you guys as it's coming out. Once again, hey, if we're wrong, bro, then please we'll be the let first us know. One. If you know something that we don't know, check us. Let us know. Teach us. We want to learn. But as of now, from what we find, the truth of it, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, this, is this doesn't make sense. And then it's our right. And our duty, if we're going to have a platform, to express what we think from the facts that we find. We're not here trying to pick. Who would want to be in the situation? Ideally, Trump is right and everything works out fine. That is the ideal situation. And I'll be super happy with it, bro. I'll be super happy. But with I it. don't see how we arrive to that conclusion. Yeah. I don't understand how we could arrive there. No, for sure. And, and I don't understand. And, hey, we're trying. But... It seems like we're being fed a lot of selfish misinformation and this whole Trump audit, as he calls it, because he says he's still being audited. I don't understand how that's a thing when your tax forms are clearly there. They're clearly signed. They're clearly real. It's clear, but that's not the topic of that is not the topic of conversation within his quote. Look, man, I'm going to say I think it's a cult personally. I. Then I'll stick by that. But that's not what they're talking about. What what uh they're talking about is where does this information come from? Did the Democrats leak it? This and that. Why should that matter? What should matter is the integrity of the information that is shown to be accurate. Justice, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we're asking for. Justice. That's all. That's all. So please sit with that. Take that home. Think about it. Shake it up. Stir it up. Whatever you got to do. But don't be a puppet. We have a governor for that. Yeah, I guess. With that said, you want to let's go a little bit lighter. You want to talk about puppets and shows? Well, this might be a, for the younger crowd out there. You might not know, but there is a sequel to Borat. Yes. Hello, so, it's uh, me, King of the Castle. Sasha Baron Cohen created this incredible, this incredible. I don't want to say that it's a character persona like. persona almost with the with it with the lig show back in the 2000s made a film back in 06 about it borat and the teachings of kazakhstan and now amazon before the election is going to release the sequel how long before the election less than a month probably weeks they haven't set a date but it will be before the election. We only have a month and a week before, so not too much time. I'm very excited to see because this is a non-biased comedian talking about the opinion as an outsider. I personally love it when outside sources talk about the states because they have no winnings or losings here. It's just an open window point of view. Yeah, they're calling it how they see it. Yeah, they're not going to win or gain anything by saying what they say but 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 what could we gain as a society it might be accurate because it's not biased or at least it shouldn't be shout out to our boys at russia shout out shout out to russia 
You won in 2016. Let's see. Let's see about today. But uh, no, I'm excited about this. What about you, Jonathan? You think it's gonna be a move? Oh uh, man, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I mean, growing up watching Borat when it came out was definitely iconic to my childhood, especially as a young adult. I mean, it came out when we were like 12, 13 years old. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And apparently, they're gonna have a bunch of people that that go into what we are going about, including the vice president, not your favorite, not mine. I don't know if he's ever going to be anyone's favorite vice president, Mike Pence. Oh, he's in the movie? He is in the movie, along with his camps. I don't know if the camps are in there, but they shouldn't be anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, I mean, we, I can't wait to watch it. I'm very excited. Um, and yeah, guys, if you could vote, um, please, please vote, please vote, please vote. And uh, vote whatever you feel is honest with you. Red, blue, white, green, yellow. I don't care. But uh, we need to vote. And we need to get ourselves out there. Just in case you did not know, only 49% of the voters voted in the last election. Only 49% of voters. Only 49. Not even half of people that could vote voted. We got to do better. And we understand that in, in times like these, Bro, where corruption is in front of us, it's happening in front of us. We see it. No one's hiding it. It's it, we know it's demoralizing. We know it's degrading. But we gotta do better, guys. But that's the only way that we can make things right, man. It really, really is. It really, really is, man. We need to be the heroes. So get up and go vote. Raul, take us home, please. So guys, be the heroes that you watch within your Marvel movies, within your comic books, within your cartoons. We could save the day. That's not saying that that overnight it's going to be better. I'm not going to lie to you. But we could start to be the change. But we need to unite and stick together and be a unified voice. Nieves, 2020. Let's do this, guys. Too late for that. 2024. 2024. No, well, I'm 2024, so give me another 11 years. We'll figure it out. But shout out to AOC in six years. I'm voting for you, baby. But uh, to let's go much smaller scale with the topic of unity. Willow Smith shared her reaction to Will than Miss Jada Pinkett Smith talking about their uh, what entanglement. Was the, the entanglement. What a word, bro. <laughs> I love it. So what do you got to say about that, Raul? Well, let's quote Miss Willow Smith. To be able to see you and dad do that for me, that was like, okay, that's the real deal. That's real love. When you can be like, I'm with you. I'm going to stand by you. and I'm going to hold your hand because I love you. That's really important. And that is unity. Imagine you are this giant pop culture couple figure and your dirty laundry gets thrown out there without your you don't have an idea it's gonna get thrown out there really hopefully it's not my dirty laundry eh, we'll see but in this case it's theirs and they yes. were still able to like persevere through it i mean don't get me wrong that was a, ro- a rocky interview and it made great it made it, it passed a lot of ways for great memes but at the end of the day man those guys stuck together and they didn't want anything to be left unsaid and publicly that's what blows my mind that they did it so publicly and so honestly think about will smith you've seen all the memes you've seen them all and we both have felt that way at different points now 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 imagine on that level and he stuck and they stuck to each other 
Beautiful. And that's unity. So, guys. With that being said, this is the last episode of KNR. We're breaking up up until our red table discussion. We had an entanglement. That's what it is. But all jokes aside, guys, I'm going to leave on a somber note. Think about the future. Think about the country, the planet you want to live in. Think about the control that we currently have to change the course of history in this land. Don't think about the past. Think about the future that we could create together. We love you. We thank whoever's listening. I don't care if it's one or a million people listening. I don't care. Thank you to whoever's listening. This is knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning. Take care. Be safe. Signing out. The views and opinions expressed on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.